Dear men and women of faith, welcome to a new episode of B.O.B. Believers on Board. Today we shall read from Hebrews chapter 5, 11 to 14. Let me read the key verse for today. There has been enough time for you to be teachers, yet you still need someone to teach you the first lessons of God's message. Hebrews 5.12 Teaching the Teachers When you give an instruction to somebody or cause somebody to know something, or be able to do something, then you are a teacher. A mother can teach her son how to wash clothes. A father who teaches his daughter to mop the floor is a teacher. The woodcarver who has apprentices is a teacher of woodwork. And the school or university person who imparts knowledge to the young among us, is a teacher. Basically, each one of us is a teacher, though we have restricted the term to professional teachers. Primary, secondary, and university teachers need someone to teach them too. That is, to teach them what they don't know. No teacher knows everything. Good teachers teach what they know, and they seek to know what they don't know. Show me a good teacher, and you have discovered someone who is learning always. You cannot be a good teacher unless you are ready to be studying all the time in order to teach others. All of us still need someone to teach us God's message. We need the Holy Spirit to help us understand the Word. We need God to help us interpret His message correctly. It doesn't matter how long we have been teachers, we still need others to teach us. The classroom teacher can teach pupils or students. A wife can teach her husband. A husband can teach his wife. Parents teach their children, and children can also impart some knowledge into the minds of their parents. Anyone who claims to have enough knowledge to the extent of having no need to learn any more is engaged in self-deception. Some people are very selfish. They have something good they can teach others, but they refuse to do so. Don't be like them. Teach others what you know. For example, knitting, baking, subjects in school, carpentry, and other forms of knowledge. Above all, if you are able, teach God's message in word and deed to others.
you probably know somebody who is always willing to learn from others, but is very reluctant to share knowledge of what he knows with other people. That is an example we should not, I repeat, we should not imitate, for it is selfish and self-centered. Thank God for whatever expertise you have and ask him to help you share the knowledge with others. Professional teachers ought to be treated with honor and respect as well as given the best conditions of service. But ironically, they are among the least paid professionals in the world, and we wonder why. They are responsible for the formation of young and adult minds, and nobody is somebody who did not pass through the hands of a teacher. What about teachers of the word? I mean the word of God. Are you one of them? How long do you want to be a Christian before you teach others about the Savior Jesus Christ? Have you ever shared the gospel with someone? These questions should challenge you as a witness for Christ. You have known Christ for a long time, yet you still need someone to teach you the first lessons of God's message. Do not remain an infant in your faith. Grow into adulthood in your Christian maturity. Let others know whom you believe and why you believe. And let the Holy Spirit move you to be able to teach in word and deed. You don't have to be a professional teacher of the gospel to pass on the message. Tell it the way you know and understand. Just recall how long you have been a Christian and then ask yourself whether at this point in your Christian life you arrived to teach others about God, teach others about His Son Jesus Christ, and let others know about the Holy Spirit. I believe you can, and therefore you should be ready to do so without being shy or afraid, and God will bless you. Amen. What's the topic for our intercession today? Here it is. Pray for all who teach the word of God, that they will know and teach it well. Also pray for all teachers in schools and other professions. My name is Achoa Omene. May God enable all of us to be teachers in word and action. And may the Lord bless and guide you today and always. Beloved in the Lord, a new day is here. So we thank God for giving us the privilege to be part of it. I'm delighted to welcome you to this day's edition of Believers on Board. We shall read from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 1 to 16. For married people 
I have a command, which is not my own, but the Lord's. A wife must not leave her husband. I read that from 1 Corinthians 7, verse 10. Divorce, God forbid. Divorce, God forbid. According to Paul, God intended marriage to be permanent. A wife must not leave her husband. We can also say that a husband must not leave his wife. Both should stay together till death. This is in conformity to the marriage vows which Christian couples take on their wedding day. Divorce among believers ought to be an accident rather than normal practice. During solemnization of marriages, particularly in the Presbyterian Church in Cameroon, the officiating ministers and the couple hold that they are setting a firm foundation not to be broken at all in spite of the storms of life. Here are the exact words which the bridegroom and the bride take turns to say to each other. Now listen attentively. I call upon these persons here present to witness that I, the name is given, do take you, the name is given, to be my lawful wedded wife or wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death us do part, according to God's holy law. And they conclude by saying, this is my solemn vow. The words of the vows commit the bridegroom and bride to each other for a life together as husband and wife. The couple is expected to be in a union that will last until they cease to exist on earth. But as we know, in real life, we know some women who have left their husbands for some reasons. Let me name just five. Childlessness, wife beating, in-laws, money matters, and unfaithfulness. We also know husbands who have run away from marriages for some reasons. I like to cite just these three. The man may say, I no longer love my wife, and he will give a number of reasons. I have no money to cater for my wife and children. My wife is the man, and I am the woman. She is too domineering, and I can't cope with her any longer. Paul says, if for any reason a woman leaves her husband, 
and these are Paul's words. She must remain single or else be reconciled to her husband. And a husband must not divorce his wife. I read that from verse 11 of our passage. In other words, if something disrupts your marriage, do everything to reconcile with your spouse. In Christian marriage, divorce is forbidden. It is not allowed. Though some Christian couples have divorced anyway, that is the exception and not the rule. For Christians enter into that institution for better or for worse. For you who is married, how is your marriage now? Going fine and steady? or going rough and heading for the rocks. Mr. Husband, are you the problem? Madam Wife, are you the thorn in the flesh of your husband or marriage? If your marriage is in difficulty, do this. Pray about it. Ask others to pray with you. Work hard to eliminate the difficulties and problems that are making holes in your marriage. If your spouse is the problem, go a second mile with him or her. If things are still rough, tell your best friend, tell your pastor or priest to come in. Do everything to save your marriage, including contacting a professional marriage counselor, and God will help it. To stay firm. Marriage is not an easy institution to stay in. To take two different people from different homes, different levels of education, background, and have them live together for life is not an easy job at all. That can only happen by the grace of God and the effort of the two people involved. In a way, to live in love in marriage for years is as difficult as it is to live a good Christian life throughout. We can only succeed with God helping us through the Holy Spirit. Each couple that hopes for a successful marriage should raise their marriage to God in prayer always. With God in control, there would be no divorce in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's topic for the prayer of intercession. Please pray for divorced couples that you know and those you don't know. And then pray for all married couples to remain permanently in their marriages. This is your pastor and friend, Achoa Umene. May God bless your marriage to be permanent. And for you who is looking for a partner, may God send to you just the most suitable companion. Good day.